Hello, Mama. Oh man, I'm I'm excited to be here with you today. Uh, it's been it's been a week over here. Um, we got taken down by the flu. Well, I got taken down on Tuesday um, last this week. If any of you are listening live time, it was <laughs> wild. <laughs> it was really intense. Absolutely horrible. Oh man, I haven't been sick like that in a long time. So bad, so gnarly, it's the worst chills ever, high fevers. It's just, yeah, my, I feel like my brain is still catching up. I don't know if that's because of the, the lost sleep or if there was brain damage. I think, I don't think there's brain damage, but my brain definitely doesn't feel like it's operating at full capacity quite yet. Um, and then now my husband and my kids all have it. So that's fun. <laughs> and every time I, I laugh, I cough and sound like, um, a man, but I'm done. I feel a million times better. Praise the Lord. And it was just such God's timing that, uh, we like didn't cross like uh, it's literally the day that I got better. My husband got sick. And so then I was able to actually take care of him and try and be a good wife and try and, uh, just be there for him. And then my kids, you know, after that. And so, um, it has been a wild ride. I can officially say for those of you that know what this is like, which is probably all of you, (laughs) I finally got the house back in order last night and holy smokes, did that shift my mood and how I was feeling, uh, especially waking up today, knowing it was another day with sick kids and being in the house all day. I mean, the backyard too, but you know, we're not going out places. We got fevers going on. Uh, and so that just was amazing to get to wake up to a clean house because, and it was so sad. I had stayed up. So Monday night before all this happened, is like the the first week back to school right after Christmas break and I stayed up till midnight which is never a good idea but I stayed up till midnight cleaning the house because I had just gotten so out of control and I just really wanted it to be in a good place before we started school and it felt like almost like the official start of the new year you know because everyone's back to school we're back to our normal rhythms and I just wanted that to start well and so I stayed up too late And, you know, that probably is partly why I got it because my immune system was lowered, but is what it is. (laughs) But I did all that work. And then then literally the next day, Tuesday morning, got taken out, which of course, when I, when mom gets taken out, you know, the house gets taken out too for most of us. And that is for sure for us what happened. And that was just really sad. So I finally reeled it back in. Uh, Long story short, I'm glad that I can even talk to you right now. I, I could, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't even record a couple of days ago because my voice sounded so awful, but here I am smiling, no medicine inside of me, no fever happening, still, still some fun night sweats. That's always, that's always exciting. I don't know what my body since postpartum, my body, like when I get sick, I'll have night sweats for, um, I don't know, usually like a week after I'm sick so interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's like my body detoxifying. I don't know. Uh, but fun stuff around here, all the things we get to experience. Um, but anyways, today we are going to 
talk about boundaries, which has nothing to do with everything I just said. I just had to share an update with you. Um, and I'm excited to share this with you. This kind of came inspired from the marriage series. So we will be applying this to marriage specifically. Um, but it also applies to any of our relationships truly. And everyone is probably going to struggle in a different area, or it could be you struggle in a similar area in all of your relationships. So get excited. I know this is one that we probably need to talk about more often because I know many of us can struggle in this area. So get excited. Know that all of us can grow here. I think this is not like a black and white. Okay, checked it off. I have boundaries. No, it's like a ever, ever flowing a way to be healthy, uh, trying to figure out where those boundaries need to be lower, figuring out where those boundaries need to be higher. And so the more that we can lean into this conversation, the healthier we are going to get. So come join me. I also want to give a little, I'm going to talk about it in a minute, but the sale is not over. Ah, we're having a redo this week since I was down and out. So stay tuned in just a second. I'll tell you more. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mom, I'm so excited to dive into boundaries with you. And I hope this blesses you. I hope this is something that you need. I think it's something we all need to work on applying. And there's just so many different ways that we can apply this. And, you know, we talk a lot about this in the Healed Mama Academy. And that's a great place where we dive in even deeper, where I give you um, I, I give you more lessons on what this means, what this looks like, more ways to reflect on where you're at with boundaries, and then some uh, ways to work on how to apply this and to really search your life for what areas is, what relationship do you need to apply this in? So if, if this is you and you struggle with boundaries and you don't know where to set it or how to set it, or maybe um, it's not even that, it's a uh, feeling of you can't set it because maybe you don't feel good enough, or maybe you have a fear of, of isolation or being alone if you set a boundary, um, or maybe your boundaries are way too high. We're going to talk about both sides of, the, of this here today. But if that's you and you need some support, in order to actually get to a healthy place with the boundaries in your life, then come and join the Healed Mama Academy. We had a sale last week, but I got taken out and I wanted to just support you more in um, reminding you of the sale and all of that. And I also know someone was having, some people were having trouble with the coupon code. So got it fixed. It's ready for you. And we're having a redo this week. And so the sale is continuing until this Friday, the 19th. So if you use, and this is a good sale, people, this is probably the best of the year. If you use the code NY24. Well, let me tell you about everything first. Let me tell you. Let me, let me back it up. Back it up. So 
uh, Healed Mom Academy. If you don't know what it is, this is my course and program that helps you go deep with basically everything we talk about. And I help you get in control of every area of your life, starting with yourself. Because if you can't figure out yourself first, nothing else else is going to prosper. Nothing else is going to thrive. And so I first and foremost help you process some of your past and uh, understand why that pain comes up again in your life. Or, or maybe you don't know, maybe you don't even realize there's pain coming up, but maybe you just see the evidence of that pain and that you're angry all the time and you keep yelling at your husband, you keep yelling at your kids, or maybe you're just riddled with anxiety. You can't sleep. You're overwhelmed all the time with your kids. When they go off to school, all you can think about is their safety. Wherever you're at with it, this is for you. So we, we get, in, so that, that all of that anger and anxiety is coming because there's there's a pain underneath it. There's a pain point there. And for most of us, that begins in our childhood. And so I help you map that out and process some of that and give it to God so that he can begin healing it and using his redemptive work on it. And then I give you a map. It's so simple. It can sound complicated, but it's so simple. I give you a map of how to understand that pain and how it goes into your anger and your anxiety, or maybe it could be depression. It could be a lot of different things. It could even be performing and, and how you're uh, overcompensating and trying to prove yourself in all these areas of your life. And I show you how to map all of that out. And then I show you how to map out the healthy stuff. What the, what the truth is that the pain isn't true. The, the lie that you're alone, the lie that you're not good enough, that's not true. The truth is that you're more than enough. The truth is that you're never alone. And I help you figure out what that is and, and identify truth truths that really resonate with who God made you specifically to be. And then we map out your new actions. So instead of getting anxious, what are you going to do instead? Instead of getting angry, what are you going to do instead? And I give you four simple steps so that when you are triggered by your kids, by your spouse, by life, you know what to do. You have a strategy in place that you can use in any situation. It is such a uh, life-changing program, and those are not my words. Those are many of the graduates that have walked through it and truly dedicated themselves to this work. That's what they say, is their lives were changed from this program. Actually, let me just do it justice and read read the words of uh, one of the graduates, just to give you firsthand account. Uh, this is one of the graduates, and actually, this is just from a response in the Facebook group. Someone asked, hey, genuinely, what are your guys' feedback on the program? you know, this is a big investment for us. I need to make the right decision. And so I just loved um, one of the graduates just on her own and went and answered her. And I was just so impacted by her answer. I thought it would uh, bless those of you trying to figure out if this is for you. Uh, so this is what she says. Uh, she says, I took it over a year ago when it was formatted a little differently, but it changed my life. She said, the course healed parts of me that I didn't even know I still struggled with, even though I've been in therapy. It allowed me to crack open my heart to give God things I'd held on, I'd held in for so long. It gave me tools that I still use when I feel triggered into my pain cycle. And it gave me perspective on motherhood as, as well as my whole life. It touches on every area of your life and gives space to create real change. You are valuable and your calling to motherhood, uh, motherhood is purposeful. If all of what I was talking about sounds like you, then this, this is for you. So two ways to do it. So we just added a new way. If you haven't heard, you can now do the do-it-yourself way where you can go through the course content all on your own and it walks you through everything you need to know. If you know yourself and you are able to do that work, 
and to show up for that, then that is for you. That's a great option if you don't have the finances to go all the way through the the program which is the do it together side. So that's the do it yourself side. Um, and if you want to do that for the sale, you get 24% off the course until the 19th. If you use the code NY24, you can find out all the details at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. And then there's the do it together portion, which is even more exciting. This is a a program where you get to come inside of our academy with all of the women that are also working on this course. There's a Facebook group to share in and to hold you accountable and to talk to each other. And then there are weekly group coaching calls where I get my eyes live time into your life and we talk through where you're getting stuck. Uh, it's accountability. It's uh, space for me to help speak into those areas where you're working through the content and you you just can't figure it out um, and you can't quite do it on your own, we talk through it there. And then you also get to hear from other women that are struggling with the same stuff that you're struggling with. So so if you want to go that route, you can get $240 off of that until the 19th on Friday. Use the code HAPPY240. Okay, I know that was a lot. So let me dive into the content today. I'm so excited to talk about boundaries and this is again such an important topic. So how this how I realized it was time to talk about this again and I have some other boundary episodes as well. I'll have to pull uh, figure out where those are for you, but I was in our academy call our weekly co- group coaching call that we have every Monday and one of the girls was talking about her marriage and she's saying I was listening I've been listening to the marriage series and I'm struggling um, and I'm not going to go into what she was struggling with specifically just in case, um, you know, anyone knows her, but she, she essentially, there was just some areas in her marriage where her husband wasn't showing up in the ways he said he would. And she's like, I just, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And I realized like, I was like, no, 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 no. Like that's not on you to take responsibility for those things. Those are his responsibility in his realm of things. And she's like, but but I thought we're supposed to point the finger back at ourselves, you know, because if you listen to my marriage series, I repeated that again and again, point the finger back at yourself. And that's true. But actually, even in this situation, it is true. But instead of when we're pointing the finger back at ourselves here, we're not saying it's our fault or, or the, our responsibility. We're not taking responsibility for other people's choices and things that are on their plate. We're pointing the finger back to say, how have I enabled this? How have I allowed this? If this is a pattern of unhealth in another person, what have I done that has made it made them know it's okay for them to continue to do this? Because it's our job to set the boundaries of our own life. And I know sometimes it can feel like we're going against God here because we want to take care of people and we want to extend ourselves and put them first and all of these different things, but ultimately if God, ultimately God, God himself has boundaries. (laughs) He has boundaries. We are not him. That, that is a boundary, right? We are separate from God. We are not one with God. Um, we are in a sense, but we also are separate. We are not God, right? So that is a boundary. Um, you know, in creation, there's boundaries, right? In, in establishing the world, even in separating the land from the waters, right? The man from animal, 
And the, there's uh, examples throughout scripture all over the place about boundaries. And so boundaries are part of how you are designed. And it's important that we understand that. And so when we overextend ourselves and take responsibility, now we're going to talk about a couple different types of boundaries. So um, backing up a little bit, when people talk about boundaries, a lot of people think of diffuse boundaries. And sorry, I'm stuttering today. My brain, like I said, really feels broken. The flu broke me. It did not. It did not, but it feels like it. Um, but I, well, most of the time when people think of the word boundaries, they think of diffuse boundaries. And those are not the only kind of boundaries that we are talking about. But uh, when you think of the book boundaries, which I highly recommend by Dr. Cloud, Dr. Henry, Henry Cloud and Gary, I think, Townsend, um, they are talking about diffuse boundaries. Those are the boundaries where you're taking too much responsibility for people. You're, you're taking on too much. You're going above and beyond what is healthy. That's diffuse boundaries. And we're going to talk about the different kinds. Um, but these boundaries show up in every, every one of our relationships with our kids, with our in-laws, with any people in our life, right? Coworkers, church people, friends, whoever. And then of course in our marriages. And it's when we don't have these healthy boundaries in place, we're, we're setting ourselves up for failure. We're setting ourselves up to be hurt and to not be healthy and whole. And them too, because Ultimately, it's their responsibility, but when we don't have healthy boundaries, it doesn't allow them sometimes to see healthy consequences that they need to see. And we're going to talk about some examples here. So we actually limit their growth when we don't have healthy boundaries. So let's start with diffuse. Let's go there first. Let's give you some examples so you can understand more of what I'm talking about. So I can kind of summarize these as overly caring, overly extending ourselves, overly taking responsibility for people. And, um, you know, one of the, the ways that I think this can come up a lot is with our kids. Uh, our kids, you know, we are like trying to teach them and maybe we'll say, if you do that, there's going to be this consequence, right? If you, run again. If you grab this thing that is breakable, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example, uh, then, then there's going to be this consequence. And so we say that. And then what do we do when they do that? Oh man, we get angry, but then we don't give them a consequence. We make an excuse for them or we tell ourselves, Oh, next time we'll follow through. Or we just feel bad. So we don't want them to face that consequence. And so we just don't do it. Um, this also can look like not just in terms of a consequence we're trying to set, but a natural consequence. For example, in school, maybe they uh, forgot about a project or not just forgot about it, procrastinated it. And now it's, it's due tomorrow and they need to get it done. And you know, that needs to be on them to figure that out, but we do it for them. Right. And so we, and then, and then they don't have that consequence, right? So then what do they learn? They don't learn that if you wait to the last minute that you get a bad grade or you miss out on a whole night of sleep, right? They learn that when you wait to the last minute, someone does it for you. It's actually kind of better. 
Now, we are going to continue talking about this, but I want to take this opportunity to explain the other kind of boundaries, and that is rigid boundary. So using kind of some of these similar examples about kids and schoolwork and all of that, a rigid boundary might look like, and just to summarize, a rigid boundary would be kind of um, summarized as being overly controlling or um, your walls are up really high, too high. Um, So, you know, if a, a rigid boundary might look like if a kid has schoolwork and they're struggling or they need some help and you would just say, no, that's your responsibility, right? You're, you're unwilling to like go and help them. You're unwilling to be there, give them ideas, or maybe they have put themselves in a bad situation and, you know, you just completely say, well, too bad for you, you know, instead of maybe talking with them through it and, and maybe sitting down with them for a few minutes before you go to bed to try and help them. And, um, you know, trying to find that middle ground, which is the third type of boundaries we're going to be talking about. And I have a graphic that is really helpful to help demonstrate what these three sets look like. The third type is clear boundaries. This is, um, this might look like that middle ground where you, you know, maybe they waited to the last minute on their schoolwork and you sit down with them and you're like, Hey bud, this, this is hard. This is going to be really hard. Uh, I'll sit down with you for 20 minutes before I go to bed and I'm going to help you out with this. And then you're on your own because you waited to the last minute and I'm not able to continue staying up with you. Um, but I know you can do this. You know, obviously it depends on the age of your kids. My kids aren't anywhere near this age I'm describing. Um, but you know, you, you talk with them through that and then you talk with them afterwards and you talk through, okay, how was that? What was that like? What could we do better next time? And, and then next time you help remind them what happened last Last time and you help uh, set them up for success by being like, hey, let's start on that project today because it's due in two weeks and we don't want the same thing to happen. Why don't I sit down with you for 20 minutes today and we can we can work through what this might look like together so that you can get a jump start on this, right? So those are clear boundaries, right? You're not doing the project for them. You're not taking it over. You're not, uh, right, that would be diffuse boundaries is you just taking it over, you're just doing it all. Um, and then, or it doesn't look like rigid boundaries where you're like, well, too bad for you, sucker. You're on your own. This is your own thing. Uh, good luck. Right. Um, but that middle ground of clear boundaries of this is your responsibility, but let me, let me step in to help for a minute. I'm not going to take over, but I'm I'm here for you. I'm on your team. We're going to do this together. Um, so those are the three types of boundaries. And that's specifically with a kid. Now, again, these show up in many different ways. And, um, I want to go back though, to talking about diffuse boundaries with kids, because I think this is a big one in our culture. People have diffuse boundaries with their kids because, you know, if you've heard me in the discipline series, I just, uh, talk about how culture has kind of put kids on this pedestal that we feel like we need to make them the center of everything and protect them from everything, including natural consequences, which I don't think anyone would um, outright say that. But if you look at a lot of uh, how culture is moving or, or how a lot of people are making choices, right? It's kind of the epitome of helicopter parenting, where you're just overly taking responsibility for every part of your child's life. If they get a bad grade, you're blaming the teacher and you're emailing the teacher and saying, how could you give my child this kind of grade? Which, okay, sure, there are 
times where a teacher may point out or, or not treat classmates fairly, that's possible, but most likely it's because your kid didn't deserve a good grade. And so, you know, a lot of parents will, will take over responsibility and the kid isn't actually learning the natural consequences for things. And that's an extreme example, though I know it happens. I've heard many stories of this, but there's a lot of other more subtle examples that many of us fall into. If you've ever found yourself telling your kid they're going to get a consequence for something, not following through with it, that's this. Uh, if you've ever had, you know, taken that res- that consequence for them so they don't have to face it, that's this. And the thing is that if we are going to teach our kids this, they're going to learn that bad behavior doesn't have any negative consequences. This is like the last thing we want them to leave our house with, houses with, like, when when we when they leave our houses we we need them we need them to know there is consequences for bad choices cuz right it's all fun and games here and then they're adults and the stakes are a whole lot higher right whether it's with drugs right or alcohol or maybe it's uh being honest at work you know it could be or in a relationship right there's the stakes are a lot higher and so we need them to see the consequences and so we let them experience that pain now so that they are safe later and i know this is challenging and this is why you've got to parent regulated. This is why you cannot parent out of your pain cycle. And that's why I teach you all of that uh, in the academy. Because when we're parent, parenting out of our pain cycle, right? So in my, so if you back it up even more, these poor boundaries, one, there's something we learned, but part of it comes out of our pain cycle. If you really look at it, you know, why are we taking responsibility for our kids or our husbands or whoever, right? And it goes back to some kind of core pain. And so maybe it's that you feel like you're not good enough. And so you feel like in order to be good enough, you have to make sure everyone's happy, everyone's taken care of, everyone's healthy all the time. Or maybe it means that you not feel don't you're not good enough. And so part of what proves to people that you are good enough is making sure your kids are perfect. And so you can't possibly allow your kids to have an imperfect grade because that would be a poor reflection on you. And then it would just prove that you're not perfect or or that you're not good enough, just like you've always feared. And so there's some kind of core wound, and it could be a lot of other things, not just inadequacy, but a core wound underneath that poor boundary. And as part of the way that you're destructively coping with that wound, you are perpetuating unhealth in your kids and in other relationships in your life. And so we've got to begin to see these things with big eyes open and realize that that these choices that we're making with poor boundaries don't just impact us, but have a massive impact on our kids and our other relationships as well. Um, to give you some more examples of how this plays out, uh, going to the three different types of boundaries and looking at an example with marriage. So maybe a husband, he, he told you he was going to do something for your family, whether that was taking the kids or or taking them to a doctor appointment, whatever it is. And, you know, something he calls and says something came up, right? A diffuse boundary. Now, in a diffuse boundary, this this is probably going to be a pattern where, you know, it's not just 
a crisis that's come up. This is like an every time thing. Every time he commits to doing something for you, for your family, for your kids, he, he falls, it falls through. He says something comes up, right? And a diffuse boundary would be, would say, okay, I'll change my plans. No big deal, right? Even though you had a doctor's appointment for yourself scheduled, even though you had a, um, a hangout with a friend. It doesn't even have to be an appointment, right? Uh, a diffuse boundary would say that no matter what happens, even if this is a pattern every day, every time, then I'm still just going to take over and I've got it. I'm just going to drop everything I'm doing to take over his responsibility, right? That's what a diffuse boundary would look like. Now we're not talking about like a one-time crisis here. Again, a diffuse boundary, this would be an ongoing pattern that he is not falling through with his commitment. And so you might say like, well, he's the problem. He's not following through. And I need, maybe that means I need to be more loving and I need to not care so much, right? I need to be more forgiving. No, I would say in that, in that instance, your boundary is diffuse and you are taking on his responsibility, he is committing to something. He's saying he's going to do something. And at the last second, he changes that because something else comes up and you just take over and, and you drop everything. You drop your whole life to go and help and to do that and to make sure that everything's flawless on his account. Even though on your account, you're having to drop things and, and you're having to say no to people and you're having to look bad and you're having to do all these things. But so you're then allowing that behavior. It's still his, his responsibility, but you're allowing, that's now a pattern, that's now a cycle, that's, that's the way your relationship fits together because he does this and you take over. Why would he ever need to change? He's good, right? Like he's, he has what he wants. He's doing his thing and he's making his things happen and you're taking care of the rest, so it's great for him. Why would he ever need to change? He's not gonna change until you make sure to set that healthy boundary. And to change. Now, going back to that example, um, a rigid boundary. Now, this probably wouldn't with it with someone with rigid boundaries. This probably wouldn't be a pattern, but this is what a rigid boundary would sound like. Uh, the husband, last minute, a crisis comes up at work, and he cannot follow through with a commitment to pick up the kids at school. For example, say you have a a friend that you've been needing to meet up with for a long time. You finally scheduled it. This is really important. Okay, a rigid boundary would say, no, sorry, I can't help. I, I, why are you even asking this of me? You know I have this thing today, right? That'd be a rigid boundary, okay? There's, there's no way you're helping. You're not even talking about it. You're pissed at him that he even asked you that. Like, how could he do this, right? And again, with this example, we're not talking about a long-standing pattern because with a rigid boundary, that wouldn't exist. So this is a one-time thing. The crisis comes up and you are unwilling, un, unforgiving, ungrace-filled, right? That's a rigid boundary. A clear boundary, it would look like, hey, babe, I have this really important thing. Is there any way that you could make it work? Or could you call your mom, right? Like I don't, if you have parents in town, um, you know, and then say he calls, he calls his mom and you, and she can't help. Then you could say, okay. I, I will make sure to pick the kids up. Right. Or, or you make it work. Maybe you shorten your appointment, whatever it is, right. You you figure out a way to make it work. Now, if you begin doing that every single time 
And every week there's a crisis and almost every day there's a crisis. And while you're having to drop a lot of your plans here, right now that's turning into diffuse boundary. And now most of us won't just shift from rigid to diffuse necessarily, especially in the, in a, the same relationship. Sometimes we might have like one rigid relationship and one diffuse relationship. Though I do think generally we have like one type of boundary we, we, we naturally, more naturally fall into. But I just want to make it so clear for you the different types of boundaries and what that might look like and how it's going to play out. So if you're going through the marriage series and you're you're seeing these these issues, you know, especially with the diffuse and you're taking too much responsibility for that person. Maybe there was a lot of people complaining about my husband doesn't help here. My husband doesn't do these things. Okay. Well, are we we talked a lot about communication, but like, are you communicating? And then are you allowing him to feel, experience those natural consequences of those decisions he's making? Not that we're parenting him, but we end up parenting sometimes like, in an unhealthy way, by taking away those natural consequences in his life. And and we're, we're taking away things that he needs to experience in order to see the reality that, that this is what happens when you make these choices. So I hope that makes sense and gives you just kind of a picture of what it looks like generally to have different kinds of boundaries. A couple other examples of rigid boundaries, because I know that one we didn't talk about quite as much. Um, First of all, I think um, in culture, this is also very prevalent just in general. This is kind of like comfort culture at its finest, where people, you know, say, oh, I'm too tired. I'm not going to go out, even though they committed to someone, right? Back in the day, a commitment saying, I'm going to meet up with you, it meant something. I feel like it doesn't mean anything anymore. I'm too tired. I I don't feel like it. Uh, I had a long day right? Yeah. We're always going to have long days. If we, if we say we're going to go somewhere, unless someone's horribly sick, we need to show up. So that's kind of that rigid boundary of like, well, I, I don't want to, so I'm not going to, even though I committed. Another good example with our kids is if we say, go clean your room, right? The classic. And we tell them to clean their room and they're in there and it's taking them forever. And we go in and we're frustrated with them and we say, why aren't you cleaning your room? And and they're clearly struggling with it. We're talking about like a young kid, sometimes even older kids, if they haven't learned to do it. And instead of saying, okay, let's, let's start it together or, or helping give them some tips or, you know, really working with them to teach them how to do it. We just say, it's your problem. It's your mess. Fix it. Right. That's a rigid boundary where we're not willing to, right. We go back to those examples. Okay. That's a rigid boundary. A diffuse boundary would be, you would go and clean the whole room for them. Right. They never actually learn to do it because you just do it for them all the time. And then a clear boundary would say, Hey, you know what? I know you're still learning to do this. Let me come in and help you for 20 minutes. I was, 20 minutes is always a sweet spot in my mind. Let me come and help you for 20 minutes and then you can finish it on your own. Or you say, okay, bud, why don't you start with the Legos? Work on the Legos. After you're done with those, come back and talk to me and I'll help you figure out the next step, right? So you're working as a team. You're working together. Those are clear boundaries where you're not have your walls sky high um, and you don't have no wall at all, right? It's that clear, healthy wall, 
and clear boundaries, some, some ways that they're going to show up is that we give grace when it's needed, but not in a way that excuses others from taking responsibility. Um, a clear boundary will also give empathy and support, but won't take on the responsibility of someone else as our own. So those are healthy, clear boundaries, what we all want to strive for in our relationships. So I hope that helps you just kind kind of begin to identify where you might need to make some changes in terms of where you're getting off in boundaries in your life. And if you want to go deeper on all of that, don't forget Morning Mama, Healed Mama Academy. We go into this. We have worksheets on it. We have videos on it. I help you apply this. And you can come now in during our sale and until this Friday, the 19th, January 19th, and you can get 24% off of the do-it-yourself course with the code NY24. And then if you want to get $240 off the Do It Together program, you can use the code HAPPY240. You can go and get all the details at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. I hope to see you over there, and I can't wait to do this with you. Uh, Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for boundaries. God, I thank you that you are a God of boundaries, Lord. And I just pray, God, as everyone is just digesting this information, God, would you just show them, uh, just highlight areas in their life where they need to apply this, God. Will you show them where they need to set boundaries um, and, and set higher boundaries, healthy, clear boundaries instead of diffuse boundaries, or maybe where they need to lower some of those boundaries from rigid boundaries into clear boundaries. God, would you just help them just to create healthy relationships, God, and that they would not um, feel guilty for doing this, God, but you would just be in the midst of this and help them understand that's what makes helps them be healthy and helps others be healthy. God, thank you that you have designed our lives and you know exactly what we need to thrive, God. Uh, I just pray you would speak that into everyone listening today, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.